It's all about the music with Druza. And just like that, we kick off today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is Druza. Today's episode it is very personal because today I get to share uh, my journey of music with you, where it all started, how I got introduced to the music, and how far I've come with the music. Before we get started, let me remind you that I am available on social media. I am Druza underscore DK on social media, that's Instagram and Twitter. And also on Facebook, I'm there. Just search for Druza DK. And also don't forget uh, to check out my blog. It's called mysounds2.wordpress.com. That's where I write about the music. Like I said, today's show is very personal. We're going to go on this journey. And this journey goes back to around 1993. And this is when my brother, who I grew up with, had this interesting cassette of a gangster rapper from California. Listen, that particular album changed my life, and the album was called Doggy Style, and the artist was Snoop Dogg. My brother, he knew every word and every single song. Whenever he wasn't around, I would actually steal his cassette and listen to the music. Before I knew it, the music grew on me. I knew every lyric to that album, and that was basically my introduction into the hip-hop culture but the actual graduate of the hip-hop culture came with the album the fujis the score now that album let me tell you the group is a trio it features uh guys like uh press michael uh white love john you all remember white love john um also lauren hill the legendary lauren hill man she's also part of that trio for me that album took me from just listening to rap music to actually understanding the hip-hop culture. That's when I became exposed to the likes of uh, Dr. Dre. Um, I got to witness the come-up of people like Jay-Z, people like uh, Eminem, people like Tupac, people like Notorious B.I.G. And that was my graduation into the hip-hop industry. But here's an interesting side of it. While I was getting introduced to hip-hop, an American thing, in South Africa, there was just another, another movement that was, um, that, was, that was brewing. South Africa had just got democracy. And there were a group of young guys who were interested in um, what they call bubblegum music. These guys had started experimenting with bubblegum music. And they came up with something called Kwaito music. Kwaito first started, it took off like a rocket because a lot of township people, they related to the song, how people dressed, how people talked, and the beat was so beautiful, man. That's why it became a success. The music genre itself introduced to us people like um, 
Mtuma Silela, people like Trumpis, Brothers of Peace, Bongo Muffin, you name them. They came through that particular music genre. And for me, it was so amazing to see that genre grows. And here's an interesting part. Record labels were not sure whether they wanted to invest money in this township music thing. Because the media at the time and also radio stations were not really fully buying into this um, Kwaito music thing. Come 1997, now. Here's an interesting story. I come home from school. My brother is with his friends. They're busy painting. They're listening to this radio station that played the coolest music. When I say cool, I mean the hits at the time. Uh, they also played some of the baddest hip-hop music, I tell you, man. The interesting thing about it is this. There were no DJs at that station at the time. All you kept on hearing in between songs was 99.2 YFM, GP's hottest frequency. Nobody knew what was about to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the best of the institution that is YFM. Now, you got this brand new music going. You got this brand new radio station going. Listen, it was the best time for music ever. YFM gave platform to also hip-hop music, man. I remember religiously listening to uh, things like... um. Repetitivity Jam hosted by Rude Boy Paul. I wonder where Rude Boy Paul is. I haven't had him in a long, long time. I hope wherever you are, all things are well, my brother. Uh, Oskido was part of it at some point. And young guys, young rappers were trying to get a platform where they could be recognized, where they could earn respect and hopefully uh, impress major record labels and get record deals. On the other side, YFM also accommodated a market that really um, other radio stations never really... Um, accommodated it was the house market back then we used to call it international music but a lot of djs started taking up house music and they started djing and there was a culture of house compilations that took over i remember some of the most popular were the likes of simonia house grooves uh the likes of mekonko the likes of ganyani house grooves but there's one that stands above the rest until today it's the fresh house flavor <music> Now, these compilations were such a huge thing. But at some point, things started to change. Where now we see these DJs, they go from just taking other people's music, putting it on their album. And they started now creating their own original music. And then the change started to happen. We got introduced to people like um, Deben's Finest, where they started creating their very own music. Now, the beautiful thing about Deben's Finest is that when they came out with their own project... They then started to uh, make their original music, but not only that, but they actually took the music back to Durban. The entertainment industry at the time, you had to be based in Johannesburg if you wanted to have a career in music. But the smart thing that they did, they opened a market in Durban for them, and they started a record label called Afrotainment. Now, some of the amazing hits that came out of that, the likes of Big Nas, uh, Abu El Vovo Tirango, you know, that kind of music. They termed it Deben Kwaito music. And that was so amazing. A lot of young people are uh, in Deben. They were definitely inspired, you know. And some of them even went on to create this genre called Gom 
music. Now, that, ladies and gentlemen, changed the game altogether. But the beauty of it, and this is what music does, when it becomes successful, it inspires the next people. Now, if you look at Pretoria, they have this incredible thing called Amapiano. It's getting difficult to keep up on the music because now with the digital platforms, everybody's releasing music left, right, and center. Uh, some of the music that's even popular, it's not even released. You know, you don't need uh, a record company, you know, to release your music. But here's what I love about it. There seems to be like this freedom when it comes to music where... Uh, artists are no longer uh, relying on record companies, you know, to tell them how to make music, when to make the music. There's an incredible freedom. And with freedom, it brings out sort of like your best, um, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Uh, the, your best creative side. Because if you look at how the music is being created now, you look at the likes of Shoma Josie, you look at the likes of Java, they are authentically themselves because no one tells them how to be themselves. You can never be told how to be yourself. And it's it's very clear that it is working because Shoma Josie and Java, they've gone on to win BET Awards and really, they are on their way to taking over the world. But that's the nice thing about it. I feel like the world is looking onto Africa to say, what can we learn? What are they doing different? We need something fresh. And the only place they could find it is right here, like they call it, the motherland. And we got it all here. Wakanda forever. Now, I love what the West African market is doing. You look at the likes of Wizkid, the likes of Tiwa Savage, David or Benabor. Those are African international stars. Benaboy, I see him on social media all the time. He's out on big stages performing. Tiwa Savage is the same thing. On the other hand, Wizkid is also doing some amazing things, uh, making music with the likes of Drake and even going on as far as winning um, awards, you know, Billboard Awards for their song Closer. That was very, very huge. And more artists are starting to collaborate with international artists. There is no greater time to be African, I'll tell you that. I mean, look at what Black Coffee is doing. The beautiful thing about what he's doing is how he is taking these young guys, your Shimza, your, your PH, and he's touring with them. And now they are becoming international DJs. I'll tell you this. I can tell you now without fear or favor that Africa is the future. African music will take on the world stage. If not, we've already started and I cannot wait. And this is what I love about music, the ability to travel. I just went back almost 30 years ago in just nine minutes with you guys, just sharing with you my journey of music. I love music. I hope you love music. Listen, let's share this podcast, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate that. Tell your friends about it, man. Uh, this is Druza. Uh, the podcast is called My Journey Through Music. Share it with your friends. Share it with your colleagues. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I am Druza underscore DK. Uh, also on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And you can check me out on Facebook as well. I'm Druza DK. Uh, also, don't forget my blog. I put up all my articles about music. Uh, it's called uh, mysounds2.wordpress.com. And check out some of my stuff. Listen, it's been fun. It's been great. Druza, Alcha DK, Wanaman, Shakaramin. Peace out.
Jusa.